Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it. And they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Texans All Access. Joining me once again, Drew Doherty. Mark Vandermeer just wrapped up an hour with Jordan Akins. Talked a little football. Talked a little baseball. Talked a little bit of uh, on the field, off the field stuff. Always good to have the tight ends with us. We've had tight ends in back-to-back weeks, but you know what? Let's keep it going because um, Akins is having quite a year here this year. It's, It's really fun to watch what he's been able to do. I mean... Obviously, Texans still hoping to get a win here, but uh, just in the first few, just the first few games, when we talk about who the sleeper might be of, of 2020 and who's going to really stand out, I feel like Jordan Akins was just this dependable guy that we've had for the last few years, and we, we his name really never came up as someone that was going to be the playmaker in these first few games. I think he'll continue to emerge and evolve as a playmaker. I think Watson, as you pointed it out, natural chemistry with him. And I think Watson's looking for, you know, guys he can really count on here. You know, obviously, without number 10, look, I mean, they've added a lot of good weapons, but you still got to get used to it no matter what you added. You could have Jerry Rice at his prime. You still have to get used to your new weapons. And Aikens is an old, old hand in his third year, but he's reliable. And there's some history, some water under the bridge there. And I think he's found some – I don't want to say security, but some comfort in that, that Jordan Akins can make plays for the quarterback. Yeah, you just reeled off a lot of good attributes that he has. You can also add in explosiveness. I mean, he's been really good after he catches the ball or when he catches the ball at getting down the field and moving the chains. I mean, he was one of that crew of six guys last weekend who had a reception for 17 yards or more. Five of them had one for 20 yards or more. But Akins, just about every week so far, now they've all been in losses, but every week so far, He's had a big gain and, and done really good things. Had a touchdown at Kansas City late. So it's been fun to see Akins. And he said, you know, when we talked to him back in May, I was like, what are you working on? You know, what do you want to improve upon personally this year? And he said, I got to get a little bit bigger. I got to, you know, keep adding on to my frame because, as we heard in the last hour, you always forget he was a wide receiver in college. And before that, he spent four years playing baseball. So his – Every, everyone's NFL journey is a, a unique one, and his is really unique if you can qualify unique a, at all. Well, it's week four, and it's a unique one in the era of COVID. We've got a lots of news that came down in the last 24 hours, so we're going to get to all, all of the headlines right now. So let's get it started with Hot Reads presented by Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance First things first, yesterday the Texans announced that they will host fans at Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. So NRG Stadium will be seating approximately 20% to its capacity. That's 13,300 fans. The decision to open NRG Stadium to fans and a reduced capacity was made after a collaboration with city, county, and state officials, as well as the National Football League. So guess what, guys? No more weird NRG game day scenarios. For now, there will be limited fans. I think that's great news for this team. I think it's great news for the morale, um, for the sideline. I mean, I thought that was just such a bizarro, bizarro first game. But hopefully, the Texans can keep continuing to have fans for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And it's still going to be very, very weird because we're accustomed to seeing this thing sold out every time. But listen... We will take it. It's like you just said, <laughs> after that weird experience, I mean, I was doing the, the halftime show. We taped a, a portion of it right before the half, the last game. And when I started it, the Texans were trailing by about seven or eight points, maybe six points. And when I finished it, they were down 20 to seven. And I, I didn't know. I mean, nothing. we were, we were, focused, we were saying if that had happened in a regular game, I would have been knocked over by groans and boos and angry stuff. You just miss, even if it's bad, you miss that interaction with the fans. It's going to be good to have some life back in the building. And, Mark, I know you, you've you been through it on the road in Kansas City so far. You were here at NRG Stadium week two. And then you were at NRG Stadium this last weekend calling the road game. So if you've, you've experienced it all different ways, I know it's going to be a breath of fresh air for you, right? 
Uh, definitely a breath of fresh air to have some life in the building. You know, um, it, it's funny. The, the irony is that in Kansas City, the booth is closed. There's glass. You can't open the windows. It's this huge glass pane. It covers up multiple floors, so there's no shot. I mean, even with a glass cutter, couldn't do it. And I've thought about it, believe me. Uh, and doing the game remotely, like most of the league is right now, was really interesting because in my headset, I got the crowd noise. It's fantastic. It's the network quality stuff that comes right from the truck. So I'm hearing Deshaun Watson calling signals right in my ear. So it feels like you're down there and I got multiple monitors. That felt more real to me in a way than Kansas City, which is closed windows, limited crowd. You don't really hear the crowd. Um, it wasn't piped into my ears very well that night, whatever there was. So it was just kind of a bizarre differential there between those two road games for the Texans. Uh, not to make it all about me, but let's be honest. <laughs> no, but it, it'll be great because I think that, you know, you had a lot of people who had the opportunity to opt out, right? We've all seen the markings on the seats. Now the fans haven't, but we have. And some of them have on videos that we've shown of inside the bowl. Uh, they're going to make un some seats unsittable so they can have proper distancing. And what they'll do is I, what's happening is let's say I have four season tickets. I opted in. I have four, but I don't really want to bring four. I just want two. I want to bring me and my wife or my son or whatever, uh, because you know, we're, we're in the house together. We're in our own bubble. So we're, we're going to bring our bubble to the game, if you will, uh, as opposed to having friends with us sitting right next to us or, or however that would work out. So I think you're going to have some people like that. It's going to be a weird number with the attendance, but it doesn't matter. I think a few thousand people, however many it is, brings more life than zero and they're going to make noise. And you're right, Drew. If, if they don't like it, they won't like it. I mean, Bill O'Brien said yesterday in the Bill O'Brien show, uh, you know, they'll boo us if we're not good, whoever's there. So, yeah, it's great to have fans, but we got to play well for them. That's what is most important here. Well, the fans will be wearing masks. They'll be socially distanced, like you said, sitting in your own pod. So it will be a, a different version of fans that we've seen before. I just couldn't help but remember the last time J.J. Watt had made a sack at NRG Stadium in that Buffalo wildcard game how the whole stadium went nuts. It felt like it was shaking. It just really changed the entire course of that game compared to when he had two sacks a few weeks ago at the home opener and it was silent and he just did his salute. Yeah. And there were cardboard cutouts and nothing else. And I just wonder sometimes with even just the limited amount of fans, how much it can really boost a team's morale, especially when they're trailing in a game. Well, I think about the other night and the Green Bay – New Orleans Saints game. I mean, we, yeah. hey, we've been in New Orleans. We were there last year. That's the loudest game. That's got to be the loudest game I've ever been to. Yeah. Yeah. Super no Monday nighter that the Texans came up just shy in. I mean, how weird must that have been for Aaron Rodgers? You know, because after a touchdown in the in the Superdome, that place is a fiesta, and the yeah. roof almost comes off that one too. So it's going to be similar. You know, it's going to affect folks. It's going to affect teams how they perform as far as momentum to a degree. It's going to be fascinating to see how much better the Texans can be with a little bit of life in the building, life and, and some butts in the seats. You know, it's fun. Yeah, people in my family were talking about it. Like, even if it's your friends and family, having somebody cheer for you, it's just some support, right? Sure. I mean, you know, they're out there cheering for you in, in TV land, but it's not the same thing as if they're in the stands somewhere and they're making some kind of noise and you can augment the noise or whatever, but there's life in the building, literally. And I think that does make a difference. You know, we've debated what's the home field advantage if you have little or no fans. And I'm thinking, you know, we all talked about the road train, the road team has to go through the travel protocols and everything. That's a hassle. There's no doubt. I mean, you'd rather sleep in your own bed. I get all of that, but it's definitely diminished. I mean, there's no question. You brought it up, DP. I mean, I'm thinking back to that play that Watt made in the playoff game or Watson carrying people into the end zone. And you know, I, I likened this last night. I was talking with Johnny, and I said, you know, it's if I play guitar in a band uh, and I got a great rhythm section with bass and drums, and then I'm playing unplugged with an acoustic in a coffee house, that's the difference, you know, for me. And I'm sure it's something like that for them where it's like, Okay, in high school, I had way more fans. I don't care where you played high school ball, because at least I had family and friends. It's just a different dynamic, and uh, I'm excited. I think, I think you'll see it on television. I think the way you've watched football on TV, when I've watched non-Texans games, Monday Night Football, whatever, the way the networks pipe it in is great. 
and they do a really good job presenting this as a TV show still, even though some of those shots pan up, you're like, oh, wait, there's nobody there, and I hear a lot of noise. But at least you hear it, and it feels pretty good when you're watching the field. We talked about that last week, so I'm okay with it. All right, well, there's big news on the COVID-19 testing front. This morning, three players and five non-staff player, uh, non, five non-player staff at the Tennessee Titans tested positive for COVID-19. Well, what does this have to do with the Texans? The Titans played at Minnesota on Sunday, the Texans' week four opponent. So Commissioner Roger Goodell released a statement today saying that in-person activities have been suspended both in Nashville and in Minnesota pending further developments. Right now, there are no positives or reports of symptoms reported among Vikings players or staffs, but the Vikings were told to plan for a 48-hour closure of their facility as testing and tracing takes place. The Titans, on the other hand, have closed their facility until Saturday. So this is the first really big, I guess, COVID-19 news since the season has started. And already you've got one team testing positive and it's, it's implicated multiple games and multiple teams across the league. The Vikings just happen to be the host team for the Titans and now they can't practice. Their facility is closed. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, it seems like games are still on schedule for Sunday. I guess in worst case scenario, you could always move them. I saw someone saying that even the Titan Steelers game could be moved to Monday night if need be. So it seems like the league really wants these games to take place. They, they just obviously they'll go through and they'll do their contact tracing and try to isolate and quarantine the members that tested positive if possible. Contact tracing is really important here because you want to make sure it came from you know, somewhere outside, well, obviously it came from outside your building because you're all testing every day. So somebody at home, their wife could have it, their kid could have it, an in-law could, whoever, you know, if whoever you're around in your own personal bubble, uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And then you bring it to work and, and that's how it happens. It's a highly contagious thing in the right setting. Uh, but this is why the masks and everything else are really important. And I don't care, you know, like I know that, you have the expectation to play going into this thing when you first get the news that, okay, all right, it's a day, it's a day or two, uh, we're going to play. Maybe it gets delayed a day, maybe it doesn't. But for the Vikings, it's a huge distraction. For the Texans, it's a slight distraction. It's still a distraction. Obviously, for the Titans and the Steelers, it's, you know, way bigger. Uh you, you have a number of things you can do. You know, it, when, you, when you have things like this happen, you can go to a Monday night if, that, if one day is going to do it and you give, it gives you an extra practice day opportunity. You can also say, well, after the regular season is over, maybe the whole league takes a week off and you can make up games on that weekend. Because I heard that Raymond James Stadium, that the league made sure they had it for multiple weeks for the Super Bowl, just in case they had to push a few things back. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, you know, right. where, where you get some positives, you know, in the building somewhere, support staff, whatever. I mean, there are a lot of people involved in this. And again, you're not in a bubble. It's your own personal bubble. You're not really in a bubble. So uh, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. And, you know, and again, a positive, everyone freaks out because you use the word case as if, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean this is a bad case. It doesn't even mean that somebody has symptoms. And maybe they're not even contagious. They probably are, but symptoms. So, you know, there are so many varying degrees of this thing. But the bottom line is this. You don't want it to spread because that's just going to shut everything down. I mean, from a pure football standpoint, you don't want that. You don't want that from any standpoint. So uh, it's something we'll be following uh, for the next uh, few days for sure. It affects Yeah, how us. much does this ultimately chop into their preparation time? Talking about the Vikings. Do they just miss Wednesday? Do they miss Wednesday and Thursday? I mean – how much does it, uh, I mean, accordion out to as mm -hmm. far as how they can get ready for a football game on Sunday? Because like you mentioned, Mark, they got to travel still. Yeah. That stops off Saturday. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. It's they got to test negative. That's the big thing. If they can just test negative uh, tomorrow, Thursday, I think you, you get right back on schedule uh, in your football routine. If you have more positives, you're probably, you know, looking at a much more serious situation. So, I mean, you definitely are. So if they can, if the Vikings can just hang in there and test negative, that is huge for them. And then you isolate it to a Titans thing. Uh, but let's face it, there's some sort of incubation period here and all of that. And uh, I think as far as getting ready for Sunday's game for the Vikes, uh, digitally you can do some stuff on a Wednesday where you meet and go over the game plan. You deliver, you do all that mental stuff. 
it's a physical day off. If you could get back on the field Thursday, great. Friday, I think you're you're kind of really cutting it close and, and you're not really doing yourself any justice preparing for this football game. I think you can miss a day. Eh, Coach Vandermeer says, give us a day of practice. Uh, no biggie. I remember. remember Is Wednesday even an important practice day? Eh, not, no, it's, it's actually very important. But yeah. <laughs> I'm being facetious. I know, I know, I know. But Wednesday, you know Thursday, the, the meat of the practice week. I think the incubation period is the thing that I'm 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 very curious about because you can test positive today and tomorrow, let's say even Thursday, but what happens if a Vikings player or multiple players start popping up with positives Saturday or Sunday morning? Then, then, then what do you do? It's then then you there's no planning around it. So maybe yeah. you do get in a couple of days of practice, but if it if it doesn't show up till positive later, then there are gonna be bigger repercussions. And then once they're here at NRG Stadium, then it's a problem. So, I, I, I mean, I think it behooves them to shut everything down, clean everything, trace everything before they let anyone back in the building. But I don't know. I don't know if the Vikings will be allowed in after 48 hours. That's just my hunch. Well, I think if, again, they'll if, if it were me, and I'm not sure if they're bringing in them in to test tomorrow and then saying goodbye, like just come to the testing station and leave so you get some tests on a Wednesday, even though the facilities – technically closed you don't let them pass that point because you can do that at nrg very easily i mean we all know where that testing mm -hmm. trailer is you test them and you get out and that's it and we're just going to see if you're positive today and tomorrow and then take it from there uh there's there's a lot to do now i still think you can play with very limited practice because look you play thursday games in this league right what happens on a thursday it's like a short on a, on a monday you come in you do a walkthrough monday afternoon a tuesday you do basically another walkthrough it's not really a practice and on wednesday it's the pre-game day it's game day eve and you're not really you know maybe another walkthrough and some mental stuff so you really have very little if any physical practice when you have a thursday game and you can treat this week like that it's not ideal no one said it is but you could do it but the only difference is, Mark, it's only a short week for one team. <laughs> and yeah. that's the traveling team. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, but, like, if I were if, – if, if, if the situation was reversed, I mean, this, this would be – and you're 0-3 and now you're facing this. This is going to be a huge hurdle to overcome. So Yeah, but, you know, they can – really putting them in a also go on the flip of it and it's like, the world is against us. We only have each other. You know, like, yeah. it could be one of those rallies. Oh, that's true. That always you still – you still got to stop Dalvin Cook, uh, that running game, this Justin Jefferson rookie receiver at a breakout game. I mean, look, the way the Texans had trouble against the run the first three games in the second half, if I'm the Vikings, I want to play this game. You know what I mean? And if I'm the Texans, I want to prove that I can stop them and, and play a whole lot better. I mean, we all want to see the game get played. It's a bizarre feeling because usually when we're looking at the threat of a game not being played, it's a hurricane, right? We've seen that movie before. Or maybe, you know, there was a time when the Texans went out to uh, San Diego, and it was San Diego, not L.A., in 2007, and the fires were going on out there. Mm. And there was a little bit of a threat of having to move the game to Arizona. Uh, but that was just a movement of the facility. They ultimately played at uh, the old Jack Murphy Stadium, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor, was there. It's hard to believe Schwarzenegger was ever governor, but it did happen. Uh, anyway, they played that game. But we've never seen this before, a pandemic threat and here we are. And, and I don't think it'll be the last time this year. I mean, again, I'm shocked that we had nothing in training camp really affect teams as a whole. And it's taken till week four to have it crop up here with COVID. I mean, not surprising. Teams are traveling. Kids are back in school. So, you know, I think it's hard to maintain that bubble that they had in training camp. Mm -hmm. All right. In other news for the Texans, they play safety A.J. Moore on the injured reserve list on Monday after mm -hmm. the team captain and special teams ace suffered a hamstring injury in Sunday's loss at Pittsburgh. Moore is eligible to return after week six, according to the 2020 new league IR rules. In a corresponding roster move, the Texans activate running back C.J. Procise from the practice squad. So that's something that's a move they've made every Sunday or every Saturday, I should say, for the last few weeks. Um, waiting for Duke Johnson to heal up. So now they make it official. He is on the active roster for good. I think when you activate a player to their active roster on game day, they go back to the practice squad um, that that corresponding Monday. So he's actually – I don't even you know, know if that's automatic. I think you got to re-sign them because we keep getting these notices that they re-sign them to the practice squad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, okay. yeah, it happens like that. But but, but that's that's kind of what has happened because if you're wondering, oh, isn't ProSize on the active roster? I thought that's something yeah. that we've done before. Well, now he is. 
Well, with Moore, it's too bad because not only – we know he's great at special teams, but he was starting to play well in the secondary. Started to make plays in the secondary. You need help in the secondary. That was good stuff. That was a really nice little surprise, really. I don't think any of us counted on that going into the season, but it turned into a thing, and now he's hurt. And then the Earl Thomas story breaks on Monday that he might be visiting the Texans, and then it's not happening, and everybody's speculating, hypothesizing. Who knows what they do if they do anything at the safety spot or just keep the guys that they have and roll that way. Look, uh, the Earl thing is interesting to me. I mean, to everybody. Let's get into it. That that was actually my next heart read. So let's get into Earl Thomas because I can be like, this is a story that popped up yesterday on everyone's radar. And even that has changed so much in the last Mm -hmm. 24 hours. Well, you know, here's what I think. And I'm curious to to hear what you think. Uh, With, with players like this who, have issues with another team. And look, the Ravens have a heck of a culture and a culture that I would think could, could absorb whatever Earl was going through or however, uh, you know, that interaction was between he and his teammates and coaches. Uh, but it clearly didn't happen. But I always go back to this. The coaches on any NFL team have phone numbers of people who can give them a lot of good information on what this person is really about, you know, so good or bad. And if they deem that, you know what, we can live with that or that'll work with us or they call the guy, they fit, they, you know, they, they just come to some sort of agreement, break. Or, yeah, I, I heard something and there's no way we can live with that. You know, and I'm not being specific to Earl, just being specific to these kinds of situations where a player is let go by another team for uh, reasons that, that are not about his caliber of play. Because Earl Thomas is a thoroughbred safety. I mean, a guy that you would want on your team for his football ability, but let's see how this, the rest of this plays out for him and wherever he ends up. Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance he winds up in the hall of fame, you know, when his playing career is over. But I think that the big thing is this, you touched on the culture and Harbaugh, but many people, I'm not the the one that's originated this idea. Many, many people across all forms have have said it. It's very, very telling when very forward minded coaches like Harbaugh, like Pete Carroll have decided we're good. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll move on. You're good, but we don't, we don't, think we have room for you here anymore I think that's that's very very interesting and I I'm not saying Earl's done I just that that's very telling to me that those two guys said what they said and acted in the way they acted to as far as getting and parting ways with him and who knows what happened behind the scenes because I think with football coaches and look fans too uh Earl is so good that you're like I got to take a look at this. I mean, we got to really take a look at this. You know, when somebody's that good, you really want to, you know, do all the due diligence involved. Like this guy's available, you know, Uh, it's so tempting. It's so tantalizing that kind of athletic ability and playmaking performance. Uh, And that applies to a lot of players. I think it goes in the draft too. You know, when somebody has off field issues or whatever issues uh, that might make you not pick them as high as, as you, as you normally would. And you're like, yeah, but look how good they are. I mean, I can live with that, right? I think that happens all the time with sports. And, again, I don't know Earl Thomas, and you know, I'm hoping he ends up somewhere uh, you know, good for him other than a Texans opponent, other than the AFC, if it's not the Texans themselves. Uh, but, you know, it, like where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe there was something going on, and, and who knows how it all played out ultimately. I think you guys are right about the due diligence. I mean, he's got 30 career interceptions. He's ranked third in the NFL um, in that category since he ended the league in 2010. Texans haven't been able to get a takeaway this year. Uh, uh, earlier in training camp when he was cut by the Ravens, Deshaun Watson tweeted about him. They have the same agent, so Deshaun has a good relationship with them. Maybe they think a guy like that can come into the Texans' locker room and they've got enough leaders and he needs a second chance. I mean, who knows what they think could possibly happen. I, I think that, uh, you know, and maybe the chapter on that's not closed yet. Maybe that pops up again, something that remains to be seen unless, you know, he signs somewhere very quickly. But there's, you know, hey, Justin Reed, his brother Eric Reed is out there as well, so – I mean, I'd be kind of intrigued by that, only because we just played the Watt brothers, and I think it'd be kind of fun to have a brother duo on this squad too. But I'm just and I'm intrigued by who else was on this tryout list because mm-hmm. you know the report was Earl Thomas is one of a few or many yes. who are trying out at the safety spot. Well, who else? I mean, might Reed be in that? There's a lot, a lot of questions that come along with that that initial report. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, the Texans are zero and three, but you know what? We've got reasons for optimism. So I'm going to make you guys tell me what your reasons for optimism are. Heading into week four at Minnesota Plus, we're going to go around the league. Some big news 
shaking things up for some Texans opponents later on in the season. That's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. My name is Adfany Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing. I'm Javon Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind, and I offered to assist. Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business. Thank you, Amogene. Amogene Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dentist to actually believe you? And you're flossing every day. Absolutely. Great. Um, and you're cutting down on your sweets? Of course. <laughs> Wonderful. Then I don't even need to look in there. Great. See you in six months. There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. This summer, hurry into Mattress Firm where you can save up to $500 when you get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $699. And save up to 50% on select mattresses from our top-rated brands like Beautyrest, Serta, Sealy, and more. Shop in-store, online, or by phone today. Hurry in, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only and while supplies last. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Season! Touchdown, Houston! This is Texans Radio. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff. Caught by Dykin! They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. Houston Texans fans, tailgate is back. And though it's different this year, Jamison Irish Whiskey is going to help you tailgate like a Texan. Go to JamisonTailgateTX.com to enter to win a Jamison Ultimate Tailgated Home Package. And also check out our playbook filled with classic and new recipes, ideas for virtual tailgates, and ways to support your local bar. Game day is always a smooth one with Jamison. Taste responsibly. Jamison Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, product of Ireland, 2020, imported by John Jamison Import Company, New York, New York. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza. And did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza, the best football, Papa John's Houston. To those working in critical infrastructure sectors, we thank you. Your tireless dedication to overcoming challenges and executing essential projects is keeping Houston connected, safe, and online. At Burns & McDonald, we're proud to support frontline workers in managing the current crisis while moving forward together. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Texans have lost their first three games. 
and the division could quickly get out of reach. Tennessee's 3-0 and now. Mm. Can Houston get their first W against the winless Vikings this weekend? we got to get our sights set on Minnesota. We've got to get over the hump here somehow. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Play here. Play What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back to Texans All Access. It's week four. Texans are preparing for the Minnesota Vikings at home with limited fans. And uh, so glad to have you on this Tuesday evening. Guys, I mean, the Texans, I said it before the break, 0-3. I mean, they've faced some tough, tough opponents in the first three weeks, but there have got to be some reasons for optimism. I, I see a few, and I know you guys will too. So people out there driving around and listening, I mean, let's let's give people a, a, a glimmer of hope here heading into Sunday. And not even just a glimmer, more than a glimmer, lots of hope heading into Sunday. All right, yes. Let me preface it by saying the first three weeks have been U-G-L-Y. Okay, it's been ugly. I'm not uh, debating that. But I loved, with a capital L, that last drive of the first half. And I think the Texans can do more of that. There's more where that came from. We saw that speed that had been talked about all off season long, not just at the receiver position, but at the pass catching position. So that includes David Johnson. He had a big gain, big reception on that drive. It includes the tight ends. Jordan Akins. He had a big reception on that drive. The Texans can do that again. I mean, Deshaun Watson was flawless five of five throwing the ball and he clipped that defense up. They didn't face a third down. Bang, they got on the scoreboard. They really needed it. I think we can see more of that. I think you can push the tempo with not just the, a, a team like the, the, uh, the Steelers in that one particular spot, but you can do that against the Vikings. You can find a way to make that happen. Just make it happen more often. Maybe even start the game like that. I don't know if they will start the game like that, but that is a reason for optimism. As you can see, that's what, that's what I think O'Brien and company had in mind when they – formulated this offense over the offseason. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, I was. Yeah, I agree with your point about the wide receivers. And we talked with Jordan Aikens a little bit about that, that touchdown drive before the first half, because he was one of the guys catching passes on that perfect, it was a perfect drive heading into halftime. Uh, but until that week three game at Pittsburgh, we were talking about this on Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon, uh, pregame show with John Harris, a Texans wide receiver had not caught a touchdown yeah. this year. And I, you know, when you think about it, it's hard to believe, but you've had David Johnson, you've had the tight ends, uh, but you hadn't had a wide receiver, uh, the group that you had the most, uh, you know, you had the most new additions. You had a lot of hopes, I think, coming out of training camp that these guys were all very versatile and brought their own skill set. And then bam, Fuller catches a touchdown. Um, you've got like all these receivers popping up. Five receivers record a reception of 20 yards or more in the first half alone. Cobb got his first touchdown as a Texan. I mean, it was a beauty to see the chemistry with Deshaun and the wide receivers. Hopefully they can keep that going now once they've established that. You know, through three weeks, a couple of things have come to roost that I feared in the uh, offseason and preseason. And I did share these. I wasn't just keeping these uh, to myself. But I thought, well, look, you have Tim Kelly and Anthony Weaver coordinating. And Kelly was the offensive coordinator, but now he's calling plays. And then you have Tracy Smith as your special teams guy. And they're all brand new as the head man at their positions in the coaching ranks as far as the play calling on the offensive side for Kelly. And the other two are calling stuff as well uh, for their units, especially with Weaver. This is definitely new. And you don't even get to do it in the preseason where I get it. You're not trying to throw the kitchen sink at people and, and be uh, and be innovative and, and win that way. But the rhythm of it all. And I think it takes a game or two just to get used to that part. And it's baptism under fire with these opponents. And that's the other thing that's come to roost. This schedule coming out of the gate, I figured, well, maybe Roethlisberger. I kind of had this false hope the way I do with Peyton Manning coming back in 2012 that Roethlisberger might not be the same. He looks pretty good to me. I know he's overthrowing some guys or whatever, but that ball's got a lot of juice on it. And he looks just fine. Thank you, Ben Roethlisberger. Throws for 300 against Denver. Plays just fine against the Texans. Now, he might not have played as well in the second half if you forced him into a had-to-throw-it kind of game, but it wasn't because they were crushing you with the ground game. So uh, those things are, are, uh, are definitely of concern, but it's week three and it's over. 
Now it's week four. You got the Vikings coming in. Look, the Vikings aren't quite as good as they have been. They're still good. They can beat you. They can run on you. You can lose this game. But it's not the same level of opponent as the Steelers, Ravens, and Chiefs. So let's see how the Texans handle this one. Meanwhile, the Titans are 3-0. and But, you know, they played Denver and Jacksonville and then went up to Minnesota. And, look, they have handled it really well in the one-loss column. These games were all losable for them, but they didn't lose them. So give them credit. But if the Texans had that schedule, I think they win at least a couple of those games as well. So you're through with this. You rip off the Band-Aid. You move on. And you hope that the hold isn't too deep. The margin for error has already been sort of bit into. And you just have to hope that you get on a roll here. I'm not saying you need to win nine in a row like you did two years ago, but you need to get get going. If you can get me to four and four right now at the halfway point, I will take it, like it, and see where it takes me. Uh, but, you know, here's one thing that we haven't talked about, and the, the wide receiver talk kind of brought this back to the forefront of my memory. Will Fuller returning punts, how do we feel about that? I am conflicted on this because a few years ago, I would have loved it. But this year, I don't really want to see it. He's your guy. I mean, he's Am like I alone? Am guy. I alone? I don't want to see no. Will Fuller out there returning punts. The, DP, I think they're going to do it in spots. You know, in that situation, Pittsburgh was punting from deep. They thought, we got a shot at a return. Maybe Fuller can whoop you know, and, and uh, get yeah. by somebody. Um, I think Carter could do that too. I mean, not as well as Will maybe in terms of the ceiling that Carter has. Uh, not that it's a low ceiling, but Will's is, is super high. So well, he's, returned, uh, he's returned a punt for a touchdown before. Yeah, yeah. against Tennessee in uh, yeah. 2017. I mean, I don't mind seeing it in spots. I don't want to see it all the time, but if you feel like eh, this might be a good chance, well, I'm, I'm okay with that, especially like you got to get going here. You need something. Mm. People have to start throwing their bodies around. Not that they're not, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think there's a lot of – there's always a lot of concern like, oh, if you play a guy on special teams, he's going to get – well, yeah, but he could get hurt on offense too. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's get your best players out there on the field and, and let's see what happens. I'm not saying – I'm like you, Mark. I'm not saying send him out there every single time, but there are val- there is value – to getting some explosion on special teams and mixing things up. And, you know, we see him out there all the time at practice. He's with that crew of guys that catches yeah. punts with Carter, with Cobb. He's done it in the past. I mean, there's, there's a Chad Hansen even. So, I mean, there's, there's guys that have done that and there's a stable of, of players that we might see winding up uh, doing that as the season progresses. Maybe it's because it's fuller because we just know what a difference maker he is when he's healthy and, mm-hmm. and he has struggled with health. That's really the only the only negative he has is his health. That's it. Never gotten he's hurt on otherwise, though. He's otherwise great. So, like, <laughs> in, in one of the scrimmages, I think it was the first one, he made this, like, diving catch, and then he sort of slid on his shoulder down the, down the field at NRG Stadium, and I just gasped audibly from the 800 section or wherever I was watching the game from, like, ah! You know, and it's a different feeling, I guess. You know, when Daniel Manning used to be back there returning kicks, it was exciting. Um, but I don't know now with Fuller, I just feel like he's just so valuable and you know, he's, he's the number one guy. He's the number one wide receiver. Like I just, it just, it just makes me personally nervous. I understand situationally what, you know, he's they're practically at midfield at that point. You want to have a shot. So if he would have returned it for a touchdown, I've been like, yes, let's do it all the time. So, um, I was just surprised to see him in there, but you're right. Now that I think about it, he is in there during practice returning kicks all the time. He makes such good catches. You know, the touchdown catch was a really good catch. And, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about his hands. He's got good hands, okay? He can, he can make those grabs. And that was physical. I liked seeing that. Um, you know, sometimes, even when DeAndre was here, sometimes Fuller would make catches. And I would say, it's not, like, exactly like DeAndre, but, you know, he makes some tough catches, some hard-nosed plays. Uh, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for that kind of stuff. And obviously, we know he bulked up a bit in the offseason, so that was pretty cool as well. All right. Well, the Texans' turnover um, ratio, take uh, turnover differential. Sorry, Drew. This is Drew, totally Drew's category because he likes to email us every single week. It's, mm-hmm. I've, not got, I've not got an email from you the last uh, few weeks, Drew, and I really yeah. want things to turn around for you so you can start updating us. But uh, Kirk Cousins here – five touchdowns, six interceptions through the first three games. He had only six interceptions for all of 2019. He's already met that total, um, and he is on his way to exceeding it. So I think that if the Texans were going to get a takeaway, this this, this would be a, a good time to start, but not and for Drew to start his email chain up again. 
Hey, you guys want some more good news? The Texans, they moved up in the rankings last week in turnover differential. How did that happen? <laughs> so they got worse because they're now oh. minus four on the season. But there's the Cowboys, Vikings, and Eagles are still worse than they are. The Cowboys and Vikings are tied at minus five on the year. Texans are tied with the Giants at minus four. And then bringing up the rear, the Eagles at minus seven. So, yeah, this is uh, – this is something that's got to get better. And we talked about, do you want to, do you want to talk about it after the break a little bit more? Or do you want to just wrap Yeah, it? let's, let's do that. Let's take a break. And I want to come back. I want to talk more about that and, and, and preview this Vikings matchup. Plus we got to go around the league. We got lots to discuss. One final segment of Texans all access coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Can't get enough Texans radio. We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. From annual checkups to managing chronic conditions, taking care of your health should always be a priority. At Houston Methodist, our primary care doctors are available to provide personalized care for you and your family safely. We offer a variety of convenient ways to get care from us, from same-day sick visits to extended hours at select locations. And we are taking every precaution to keep you safe during your visit. Choose your doctor or schedule online at HoustonMethodist.org slash stay healthy. The Houston Texans Scratch Ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans Scratch Ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP. All rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Hyundai. The longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,000 in savings plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. More Texans Radio is on the way. Texans have lost their first three games, and the division could quickly get out of reach. Tennessee's 3-0 now. Mm. Can Houston get their first W against the winless Vikings this weekend? we got to get our sights set on Minnesota. We've got to get over the hump here somehow. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Looking for a little Vegas-style fun? Whether you're going with a group or getting away for the day, take a short two-hour drive to Golden Nugget Lake Charles for the ultimate casino resort experience. Savor your favorite Landry's restaurants, catch an A-list concert, experience Bayou Beauty on our championship golf course, or simply soak your cares away in our luxury spa. With 1,100 rooms and suites and 1,600 slots, there's no better place to stay and play. Visit goldennugget.com slash lakecharles to book today. 
Texans fans, did you know Houston is home to North America's largest environmental solutions company? Waste management serves more than 21 million customers and employs over 45,000 people. From trash and recycling collection to renewable energy, we're working hard for a sustainable tomorrow. Join the other hometown team at Waste Management. Go to careers.wm.com to learn more about opportunities with the official environmental services provider of the Houston Texans. That's careers.wm.com. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Experts predicting about this week's big game. Extra points Saturday nights at 10:30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back. One final segment of Texans All Access. And before the break, Drew was headed down his turnover differential little road of facts. And uh, <laughs> I guess I learned something new. The Texans got better by not getting worse this week in the turnover differential department. Yes, let me put my glasses back up on the bridge of my nose for some more nerdery. But, uh, yeah, I, I focus on turnover differential a lot. The Texans were second best in the league back in 2018 uh, when they won 11 games, won the division, et cetera, et cetera. Last year was weird, though. They were middle of the pack. They finished the season even. They turned the ball over as many times as they, want, as they, they took it away. That was tied for 14th in the NFL. But – Right now, they're minus four, so they're near the bottom. They're one of the three worst teams in that regard. It's odd. Last year, they go to London. They beat the Jaguars. They were plus three in that game. That took them to plus three on the season. But since then, they've really fallen off a a proverbial cliff in that regard because five of the last seven games of the regular season last year, they lost that turnover battle, and they finished that span uh, minus three. And then you add on the minus four now, so they're at minus seven since they went to London. And that's seven of nine games where they've lost the turnover battle. It's tough to overcome that. Now, it's, you're almost an outlier when you're still able to win games like you did. I mean, you won one, two, two games where you, you lost the turnover battle last year in that little span. But mm-hmm. it's not, not a recipe for success. And, you know, you can still cough it up and wind up winning, but it's just not the way you want to do things. I know – it's driving them crazy, and they want to change it. Well, you think it's, about the games where they did have a takeaway, like at Tennessee last year. I mean, somehow it just it changed the entire momentum of the game. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it necessarily means you're going to win the game if you win the turnover differential, but sometimes just the timing of the takeaway and, and you know what it leads to and the momentum shift. I mean, it's just – I mean, talk about creating a spark. Like, you, you stop a team at the goal line getting ready to score, and then you return it, and you score, and then you – score again like you really just you know sure put the nail in the coffin for them so to speak you know and that was a monster I mean they're not all turnovers are created equal like right Deshaun's interception the other day he he called it a punt himself you know that's a different interception that's a different interception than the one that you know Whitney Merciless popped loose for Justin Reed at Tennessee last year because Mm -hmm. hey the Texans still lost the turnover battle in that game so it's they're not all created equal it is situational but if you look at it on the whole over a season, I think it, it typically says a lot and is a good kind of indicator of whether a team is winning or whether they're losing. But last year, it was odd because they were just even, yet they won 10 games. So, Well, I think you know a, a, a few numbers stand out here. When you're near the bottom of the league in rushing yards allowed, when you're near the bottom of the league in rushing yards produced, and then you're – with that group that you mentioned in the turnover differential, which was what Dallas Eagles, Texans, and who was the Vikings, other one? Giants, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. So you have one win between all those teams. 
and go figure, right? And then you're giving up all these yards on the ground too. You can't get takeaways if they're only running the ball because they only need to run the ball in the fourth quarter and they're doing it, doing it successfully. They got to find a way. Look, they entered the fourth quarter with the lead the other day, but we all knew that was hanging by a thread unless they got it going on offense just to play keep away from Ben Roethlisberger and that Pittsburgh offense. And I should even mention Roethlisberger because it was John Connor and it was sweep to the left, sweep to the right, sweep the leg, Cobra Kai. I mean, Pittsburgh <laughs> really did what they needed to do to get out of that game. They killed the clock with the final five-plus minutes of the game. It was kind of like what the Texans did against the Chiefs uh, last year, except they did it on the ground instead of through the air. So, to me, it's all about, yeah, you got to get a takeaway or two or whatever against the Vikings and shut down that run. Well, shut it down. You're not going to shut it down, but slow it down So and grab the lead so you force Cousins to have to make plays, and that way maybe you can get – a turnover or a takeaway through the air. That Vikings Titans game, the Vikings also had a 12 point lead um, there at the end yeah. of the game, like in the second half, I want to say the third quarter. And then the Titans come back, they score like 22 points in the second half, five consecutive drives of scoring. But the yeah. Vikings turned the ball over twice. Um, they had two interceptions and they had the missed field goal. And actually, Kirk Cousins should have had a pick six too because J. Joe picked off one of his passes, returned it for a touchdown. It gets called back because of a clowny blindside block. And uh, that's hard to believe. And then they end up, you know, the, the Titans get the ball, but they, they end up punting. They make nothing of it. So it's just like a turnover that really turned into nothing. But really, the, I mean, it's so it, the similarities in that loss are kind of similar to the Texans loss in the sense that they had a lead. They got behind the turnovers. They had a lot more turnovers than the Texans did, obviously, in the game. But you know, one of these teams has got to get it going. And I, I certainly hope the Texans being at home, being in front of their fans, you know, and things started really clicking for them offensively that they can get things moving here on Sunday. You know, trying to run the ball with without Duke Johnson. And look, I'm not saying Duke Johnson is, uh, is Earl Campbell because we know that Duke Johnson doesn't get a lot of carries. But there's just something about having him available in the passing game. When he's in there, giving David Johnson a bit of a rest, uh, the little one-two punch they had going last year with Carlos Hyde, who had over a thousand yards. You know, I think David Johnson is a better back than Carlos Hyde, but there's something missing up front in trying to get yards on the ground against. Maybe it's just these tough defenses they're playing right now. Like we mentioned, not being in rhythm, no, no preseason, and just opening against these squads. I mean, I watched the Ravens and the Chiefs on Monday night. I thought the Ravens were going to walk all over the Chiefs, just run it on them, steamroll them. Mm -hmm. Well, I was wrong about that. I mean, the Chiefs are such an offensive surgical machine that none of that mattered. Uh, they were able to just get so far out in front that uh, the Ravens were forced to throw the ball. It didn't work out well for them. Yeah, that was tough for David Johnson – you know, he had, a, he had a hard day, but it seemed like every time he, the ball was given to him and he took a handoff, there was a stealer about two feet away from him. I mean, he right. was – he did not have space to run. And, you know, there's stats talking about stacked boxes, eight men in the – I don't think they needed eight men a lot of times to, to have mm -hmm. a penetration to the backfield. I mean, he was, he was almost fighting with one hand behind his back, to use the cliche, time and time and time again on Sunday. It was it, – something's got to change – that the Texans want to run the ball effectively because having guys just sitting in your lap while you're about to try and run the ball, it's not going to work. Just not going to people, work. How many people pepper you guys with tweets or texts or whatever about, do they always run on first down? Is that all they ever do? And, you know, I charted it because I always do, and it was about even, right, running past on first down, you know. I mean, people don't want to hear it, but, like, when you get sacked on first down – uh, that was a passing attempt, okay? And I, I, it counts as that was the intent. So uh, you just got to take that. So seven pass, seven run on first down for the Houston Texans on Sunday. I know it doesn't. It doesn't feel seem like, it like that. It really doesn't seem like that. I like I understand the frustration, but it mm -hmm. doesn't seem like that it was balanced. You know, it right. seems like what what and I, and that's I'm biased because a I'm like you said getting hammered by people tweeting about it, but b I saw what happened on that last drive of the first half when they went and it's like, let's yeah. see more of that. And I don't, I don't blame people for, for being angry and wanting to see more of that. Cause we all do. Oh, I think, you know, sure. I think O'Brien wants to too. It's just not happening. Hadn't didn't happen. And, and that's something that one of the things that needs to change. 
But let's go around the league really, really quickly. I guess you could follow this under reasons for optimism too, but the Bears announced that Nick Foles will be their starting quarterback over Mitchell Trubisky. He was benched late in the game in Atlanta. Foles came in through three touchdown passes to lead the Bears. They were down 26 to 10 in the third quarter. They ended up winning 30 to 26. Why is it a reason for optimism, you ask? Because guess who the Bears will face uh, next? They're going to face the Colts. So the Bears on a little bit of a hot streak. They're going to face divisional foe. And the Texans will face the Bears later on in the season. Mm-hmm. Week 14 up in Chicago. A lot could change between now and then. But some interesting news from around the league. All right, that's going to do it for Texans All Access. Thank you so much for joining us. You can check out HoustonTexans.com. We're going to have the press conferences and, and uh, all the news of the week and more. And stay tuned for all this COVID-19 development between Minnesota, the Titans, um, the Steelers. I guess the, the triangle, the square of, of, COVID, of COVID tracing. And uh, Drew's got extra points coming up this weekend. Do you know who your guests are, Drew? Monster show with none other than the voice of the Texans. Oh, yes. Mark Vandermeer. So it's oh. going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Mark Vandermeer. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Texans 360. Thank you for right checking the throws. Thank you. Thank you. Well, why don't thank both of you for being on Texans All Access. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, that's going to do it for our show. Stay safe out there. And as always, go Texans. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. For the fifth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food-insecure people in the Houston community. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. More Texans Radio is on the way. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT-20. Mustang Cat. Building Texas. Powering the world. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 